A shout out to our newest Patreon donors, Leo and Luca from Maplewood, New Jersey, and Colton in Kelso, Washington. If you'd like to donate to Bedtime History, go to our website, bedtimehistorystories.com, to donate via Patreon. Donors also get access to our entire 140-episode catalog of shout-out-free, pitch-free episodes. No extra stuff, just the stories you enjoy. Now on to our episode. Have you ever wondered what's at the top of the highest peaks and at the bottom of the deepest oceans? What's on the other side of the world or at the North and South Poles? Well, that's what young Ernest Shackleton used to dream about as he sat in his classroom and thought about all the adventures he could be going on instead of sitting at a desk and studying his books. Instead, he wanted to be off visiting these places and experiencing them for himself. Ernest Shackleton was born on February 15, 1874, in Ireland. Ernest had always been very curious and an adventurer at heart, but instead of learning from other people's experiences in books, he wanted to find out about the things that made him curious, all by himself. And that's why at 16 he left school and boarded a sailing ship, Hogton Tower. He spent four years traveling on the ship, and learned about three things that would help him during his future travels. Trading, making friends, and living under the same roof with all kinds of people. As time passed, Ernest grew smarter. He boarded different ships and learned something new each time. Then in 1901, he boarded the ship Discovery to go on an expedition under the leadership of Captain Robert Falcon Scott. An expedition is a trip to discover a new place or do research. Ernest joined as a third lieutenant and took part in the sledge journey over the Ross Ice Shelf. A sledge journey, also known as manhauling, is pulling a small vehicle over the ice with the help of humans, machines, or animals. Did you know that the Ross Ice Shelf is the latest ice shelf of Antarctica, which is hundreds of meters thick? However, on the journey, Ernest became sick and had to be sent home in 1903. When Ernest returned home, he was very sad and let down that he had to leave early. But back home, people heard his name, and he became famous as an explorer. But his fame couldn't pay his bills, and it was time to look for a permanent job. He applied for a job in the Royal Navy. Even though he had the support and sponsorship of Markham and William Huggins, the president of the Royal Society, he failed to get the job. Shackleton was sad and found a few different jobs, but couldn't focus and wanted more than anything to be on an adventure. It was during this time he met a man named Beardmore who enjoyed the company of explorers and adventurers. This wealthy man was amused by Ernest's heartfelt wish to head back to Antarctica. So Beardmore decided to pay for Shackleton's second voyage. The goal of this expedition was to reach both the geographical South Pole and the South Magnetic Pole. South Pole is one of the two points of the Earth where the Earth's two axes meet. It's opposite to the North Pole. If you were looking at the Earth as a globe, it would be the very bottom of the globe. On January 1st, 1908, the sailing ship Nimrod set off from New Zealand. But before he left, Robert Scott made Shackleton promise that he wouldn't make his discoveries in the McMurdo area as it was his own point of research and exploration. Since he had made a promise to an old friend and a companion, 
Shackleton directed his ship towards the eastern sector of the Great Ice Barrier. They finally arrived at their destination on January 21, 1908. When Shackleton arrived, he discovered that the barrier inlet had extended and had turned into a large bay where hundreds of whales swam peacefully in the open waters. Ernest was so inspired that he came up with the idea of calling the area the Bay of Whales. And during this time, the weather conditions were harsh and the ice was unstable, which means it would crack and that would be very dangerous. And a safe camp had to be made there. But things began to worsen, and the only option was to break the promise he had made with his friend and head for the McMurdo Sound. He made this decision to save the lives of all of his companions. But even when the weather was harsh and the ship threatened to topple over, the spirits of the men remained high. It was mostly because of Shackleton's gift to communicate with each and every crew member and keep them happy and focused on their mission. This made him a very good leader. He gave them hope when the journey was dangerous and frightening. On October 29, 1908, the Great Southern Journey, under the leadership of Shackleton and three of his companions, a man named Wild, Eric Marshall, and Jameson Adams, began. Three months later, they reached the furthest point that was 112 miles away from the pole. On their way, they passed by a glacier which was the biggest one they had ever seen. A glacier is a huge piece of ice floating in the water. Remembering the help Beardmore gave him, Shackleton named it the Beardmore Glacier after his friend. With this, Shackleton and three of his friends became the first ones to see and travel to the South Polar Plateau. Another accomplishment of their journey was the first to ever climb Mount Erebus and the location of the South Magnetic Pole. This amazing feat was done by Edgeworth Davis, Douglas Mawson, and Alistair McKay, three of the crew members of the ship Nimrod. Soon after this, they all returned home due to the lack of food and to avoid starving. When Shackleton returned home from his voyage to the South Pole, he was received by everyone in England as a hero. King Edward VII was so proud of him that he made him a knight, granting him the title of Sir. Sir Ernest Shackleton spent his time at home busy writing about his time on the seas as he traveled to the edge of the world. He published his book, Heart of the Antarctic, soon after that. He was happy with his travels, but was also sad because he still hadn't reached his goal. The third time Sir Ernest Shackleton left England for Antarctica was in the year 1914 on the British Imperial Trans-Antarctic Expedition. Being the leader of his crew, he instructed his crewmates to cross Antarctica from a base on the Weddell Sea to McMurdo Sound via the South Pole. But things didn't turn out so great for him, even from the start. His ship Endurance got trapped in ice and floated aimlessly for 10 months before getting into an accident with more ice. The crew barely survived the crash and had to take shelter on ice floes for five more months before reaching the Elephant Island. Since there were no animals in sight, all they had to eat was seal meat, penguins, and sadly their dogs. Next, Shackleton and five of his friends got on a whaleboat and made a 16-day long journey across the harsh waters, finally reaching southern Georgia. They crossed the islands and looked for help. Shackleton made four attempts spanning over four months and was finally able to rescue his crewmates. It was a miracle that all of Shackleton's crewmates survived. Even though he was sick, Shackleton's love for adventure and exploration didn't end. 
he made his fourth attempt for the sea voyage under the name of Shackleton Rowett Antarctic Expedition on a ship called Quest in 1921, but he became sick again and died during the journey. Ernest Shackleton's will to keep going even when he was sick was amazing. He kept trying and trying even when his path was very difficult. He worked very hard to keep his crewmates happy and did everything he could to save them and keep them safe. His hunger for adventure and desire to explore the world had become legendary. His life inspires so many people around the world to set out on such adventures and discover something new every day. Next time you're curious about something, remember Ernest Shackleton and then do something about it. Thanks for listening to this episode about Sir Ernest Shackleton, and be sure to tune in next Monday for a new episode.